mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 274 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are watching Stargate The Arc of Truth. Yeah. Part one. Yes. Woo! This mic, man. This <laughs> mic is drunk. My, sorry, guys. My mic keeps falling into weird places, but I got it. Okay. Well, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, so movie number one. So this we're we're going in cr- chronological order by story, not yes. by air date. Yeah, this movie actually aired like a year later in real world time. It it aired like after season four of Atlantis, but it technically takes place before season four of Atlantis. Gotcha. Okay, which. It's 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 fine. It's like I'm getting an actual break between yeah, seasons 100%. for Atlantis. It technically takes place before the season three under Atlantis, but we just let that be a nice little cliffhanger that we'll get back to. I'm here for it. Uh, I don't have an AKA other than uh, Sam has some badass hair. I love Sam's hair so it's, much. I like a good. You know me. I like a good long hair. I'm uh, I am rocking. My hair's not as long as Sam's, but I am rocking a little braid. Nice. In Sam's honor. I always start those and then I give up halfway through because I'm like, it's too long. Longer. It's too long. And so what happens, I don't know if you guys knew this. You if you start to braid the top, but yeah. your hair is so long, if you don't comb it out after every like section, yes, it starts to braid itself on the bottom. Yes. So you end up with a braid on the top and then a braid on the bottom and then a weird hole in the middle. And then it's a big tangled rat's nest, and so I give up. Well, you can do what I used to I did. I did detangle it, but I just braided it halfway down, uh-huh. like to the back, like to the base of my head, and yeah. then just stopped. But yours will stay that way, and it mine will. will not. It will. <laughs> I My hair is shoulder length right now, and there is nothing holding my braid in. It's like, I'm fine. I'll be here all day. Yeah. <laughs> No, mine needs something. Mine needs something. It, it needs like code written to like tell it what to do constantly, yeah. or else it's like I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah, my hair just is a Velcro attachment to Welcome itself. Welcome to the hair episode. Welcome, sorry, y'all. To the hair episode. How has your week been? Uh, it has been good. It's gone like lightning quick by. Good. Um, I am still watching. Leverage. I'm now yes. on to the. I'm out on to the new season, the Leverage oh, Retribution. I don't know that we actually watched those. So wow. it's only the first half of that. Out. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know if you know who is in these this season well, show. I I remember hearing about it, but I don't remember right now. Noah Wiley. Yes, I did know that. Also. I also realized that the show I'm going to watch after this is The Librarians. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> I know a friend of the pod is a big fan of it. Yes. Uh, which is why I've seen the first season. Yeah. Because friend of the pod, Val, huge fan. Yeah. Huge fan. I may have to check that one out sometime. Um, I am currently, <laughs> because I needed something safe, because my week did not go fast. Yeah. My week was rough. Um, 
I am currently rewatching Grey's Anatomy because I was like, I just need something that has a shit ton of seasons yep. that I've seen a hundred times before <laughs> and feel safe. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. That's where I go back to Star Trek. There you go. But the other thing I did is I finally, 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 finally watched the show that I recommend you'd never watch. Okay. Uh, ever, 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 ever. Good to know. Um. But we finally watched the Haunting of Hill House series. Oh, yeah. I knew I, that was not... You were talking about that. And I was like, you can tell me all about it because I'm never going to see I, it. I may have to. Uh, Too Scary didn't watch it at you. <laughs> but let me tell you that it's... I watch a lot of horror mm-hmm. now. I did it all the time. But to the point where this... This show doesn't give me nightmares, but the minute I wake up at night, it's all I see. Yeah. Like, I'm spooked in my own house. Nope. I, I've never gotten to that point. It is quite literally haunting. That's, it is a haunting show. That's it terrifying. sticks in your brain. And because I'm a glutton for punishment, yeah. I've started reading the book of as well. Of course you have. Because it's different. It's the book and the series. It's so genius. I wish it wasn't so fucking scary <laughs> because it's so genius the way they've put the show together. Yeah. The characters are different, but they've done this beautiful... So because you're never going to watch it... I'm never going to watch spoilers it. Spoilers to anybody who wants to watch Might it. watch it. So... In the book, there's four characters that come to Hill House. With uh, there's a doctor that invites these four people to come to the house. I've seen it's. I've seen the movie. Okay, so yeah, it's a. The I've seen the a movie with Liam, the book. with Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta Jones. Yes. Okay, so I that's, enjoyed that. So that was. I haven't watched it, but I know it exists. So the book's more based. That's what the book is, right? Yeah. These four characters. One of them's like the he's going to inherit the house. Yep. Blah blah blah. In the series, it's a family with five children. Among them are the characters that are in the book, mm-hmm. but they're all part of the children. Okay. And then the owner, uh, excuse me, and then the the mom and the dad. Yeah. Who are played by Timothy Hutton. Oh. And Carla Cugino. Interesting. And the young, so there's flashbacks and flash forwards. Okay. The young version of the dad is played by, I think his name's Henry Thomas, the kid from E.T., Oh, geez. Yeah. And so it's a great cast. It's great. Uh, and they've done this great job of like the characters in the book have been translated into the children. Mm-hmm. And the personalities match what they were in the book, but they're mm-hmm. now all part of this family. And they match without being like a word for word replica. It's just beautifully done. I will say I enjoyed the movie and the movie was not too scary for me to enjoy yeah. it. The so the, which you know Grace knows where the yeah. Nixie point is oh, on yeah. the scale of this horror films. This is too far. On the, this is too far, and I only say it because Jesse and I have been watching it, and it's been sticking in both of our heads. Yeah, and so I would have no hope. Yeah, it would be really like to the point where I'm struggling if I go to the bathroom at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, like I, there's no winning. I can't if I turn on the light. Am I more scared than if I turn off the light? I don't know what to do. And there's no good answer. So I'm, I'm just like, I'm just going to go pee. And if something comes, something comes. I'm still the person who will like half leap onto the bed because yeah. I don't want to touch the floor too close to the bed yeah. at night. My thing is mirrors, which makes me very excited to watch Candyman. Because I feel like Candyman's <laughs> a lot like Bloody not Mary. not watching Candyman. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's always mirrors. It's always so. But just to show you who My I shadows. Am, well, shadows are a thing, too. Uh, 
to show you who I am as a person, I've been freaked out every every time I and I because I'm getting old. I get up and I pee in the middle of the night. So what I have to do is I run into the bathroom, turn on the light and stare in the mirror. Because I have to tell, look at myself yeah. and be like, I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of you. I'm, I'm ver- but I'm actually very scared of me. I'm a no lights person. Oh, okay. I'm a no lights and as little sound as humanly possible. Yeah. So you can skill, skulk away. Yeah. So That's I smart. can stealth. That's smart. Uh, yeah. No. Whereas I'm like, it, I, I think of that, there's a Mike Birbiglia sketch where he talks about how they told them how to, if you see a bear when you're out camping, <laughs> you're supposed to make a lot of noise yeah. and be like, you don't want to mess yeah, with me. I'm huge. I'm a big, and that's what I do, which is probably not what ghosts care um, about. Before we leave the the Scary Night Films portion of this podcast, yeah. I just wanted to say that it doesn't help when you are like me. Uh, super, unlike Daniel Jackson, super blind at night without their glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Those shadows are all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. But it's also nice to not know what's there. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Uh, last thing about Hill House. <laughs> so ultimately, it's about grief and yeah. the five stages of grief. Uh-huh. And each of the children is a stage of grief. And it's really fucked up and really good. <laughs> Watch it, watch it, watch it if you're into this stuff. I don't think I've spoiled enough to make it unwatchable. It is so good. And everyone in it is very good. Yay. And there's a lot. So to the point where there's a lot of things that they do to startle you. Nope. In, in, uh, there's like hidden ghosts throughout the film, throughout the yeah. series where they're just in the shot yeah. and they're never addressed. No. Yeah. Just no. So it became like a where's Waldo? I'm like, there it is. The other thing we learned is that watching movies at 4 a.m. is scarier than watching (laughs) them at like 10 p.m. Yes. Uh, Yes. But it's been fun. So we've been waking up very early in the morning on Jesse's days off to watch. No. Yeah. I watch my scary films at noon on a sunny day with all the windows open and a dog nearby as you're supposed to. I think that's why I liked Midsummer because it's so bright the whole yeah. time and you're like still scary, still fucking scary. Anyway, that's okay. Sorry, that's my scary movie times now. Wait, I forgot to I forgot to get the date. Um that's Wait. Wait. I think it's March 11th, 2008. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Guys, what am I? What is my job on this podcast? I don't even remember anymore. Written and directed by the singular, the fantastic Robert C. Cooper. The one singular sensation. Every little thing he directs. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's change the mood away from all the creepo yeah. scaries. By the way, guest stars, you want them? We got them. Such many. Such many. Uh, there's a number that we don't see yet in the coverage we will have of this episode, but we do have Curry Graham. We do have Tim Gunny. Mm-hmm. Um, and others we don't see yet. <laughs> But we will later. But we have, I mean, we have Martin Christopher as Marx. We have Gary Jones as Walter, as always. But yeah. Some friends. Some friends from the past. We got friends from the past, yo. Mm-hmm. So we're going to dive into it. So I I was really excited to do this because I imagine this might have been how people felt too. But it was like, okay, we don't have to say goodbye yet. Yeah. <laughs> We have to say goodbye to our friends. Anyway, yes, okay. But we open on credits to this film that is just setting up the film to be fucking stunning. Oh, yes. 
I mean, first of all, I like the fake out shot of just water because I'm like, this isn't Atlantis. This isn't Atlantis. Yeah. This is just the British Columbia version of the opening credits of Two Towers. It's Yeah. It's so pretty. I want to bite that mountain. I, I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like in the background, you're just going to hear like Gandalf like, fly, you fools. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, I... I had the the opportunity to travel to Europe once in my life so far. Yeah. And we flew over the Alps. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same, but it's reminiscent because you're just like, holy oh, shit, that's cool. That's so much. And I remember they woke us up because it was like to adjust to the time, they kind of put you to sleep mm-hmm. so that you wake up in the morning. But they woke us up at like what was four in the morning. And they're like, if you wake up now, you can look out your windows and see the Swiss Alps. And it's like, that's the thing I'm going to look at. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I don't care that I don't have coffee yet. We're it doesn't looking. matter what window or what direction. It's yeah, Alps yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it's happening. Also, I like how they're like, hey, guys, just letting you know, we got a budget. Yeah, we got a robust budget. We got a budget for this shit. It is a healthy budget. But we are not actually on Earth. These are not the Swiss Alps. Nope. This is not British Columbia. We are a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And how badly did the editors want to put that as the super? Yeah. In this scene, it's a thing. Because <laughs> like it's a, a long, long time, ma- millions of years ago in a distant galaxy, such many far away. Yeah, just scroll it up. Anyway. Just scroll. Uh, we're in a village that's actually sort of it, from one shot. It looks like it's carved into the mountain, but it's actually sort of a mini plateau on the side of the like mountain, a, like a like a little mesa. It's a little mesa there. And, uh, I do. I like. I called it the fun cliffside village. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's one of those side quests that you find on an open world game. Yeah. Where you're like, ah, what happens if I climb this and Can keep climbing and climbing? And oh, climbing there's a village here. Yeah, hey, I found a thing. Hey, yeah. there's people here. Yeah. There's probably some good loot drops, too. It's one of those where I should have fallen by now and run it out of stamina, yeah. but somehow I didn't. So I'm going to keep going. And actually, there are some loot drops here, guys. Hell yeah, there is. This is just a normal village living normal village life. except we're on the side of a mountain Mm -hmm. and we discover that there are some early ancients or Alterans debating their future can we talk about how unsafe it is to live on the side of a mountain Uh, yes like what do you do with like I don't see a lot of children in the shop but they have to exist at some point Uh, maybe what do you do with them like it's just like it's listen battle of the fittest yeah if you're dumb enough to go off the side of the mountain then you don't get to survive (laughs) fair sucks to suck that's how you learn not that's why you that's why the altarans are such a high quality like very specific all the dumb ones have fallen there's like a whole nother society living below the altarans of those that survived that are it's like the what is it the morlocks and the uh, oh yeah 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 oh god Okay. So uh, we they're discussing this piece of technology they have. Also, the, the shelves behind and the, them and the something. The the shelves behind them are filled with all sorts of technology, including the communication device that was key to earlier episodes of SG One. Yeah. Um, the Ori are on their way. Yes. They have armies. It's sounding very familiar to the current state of the galaxy. Talk about the Ori being dicks. But the item they're discussing is the Ark. Yeah. Which is key to this movie. Mm-hmm. And we find out here in sort of less than specific terms that what the arc does is it has the ability to force someone to see the truth. Yeah. And 
many of the ancients here are against the force someone to do anything part of it. Sure. To them, it's forced indoctrination, which is no different than the R.I. themselves. Yeah. They find it immoral. Um, and that presenting evidence and changing people's hearts and minds through understanding of the universe is the only way to go, and some will not compromise on their personal beliefs. And they see the technology, such as the Ark, as a weapon. And wow, do we just dive into moral complexities early in the movie. Right off the top. It's like, before we even see our our, our familiar faces, it's like, let's just talk about freedom of will. Yeah. And science and yeah. truth and how you can't force truth. Yeah. Uh, none of this feels relevant right now at all. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. None of this is relevant. I do. I, I do find this really interesting because. As we have discussed before, at some point on this podcast, the truth is sticky sometimes. Yes. Because there is, I have my favorite adage, the truth is a three-edged sword. There is mm-hmm. your truth, there's my truth, and there's the actual truth. Yeah. You know, there's, there's truth in a lot of things that can still be slanted. Well, it's interesting. I think of this saying that we have in our house where it's like, feelings aren't facts. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that feelings aren't true. Exactly. Um. But it is something you go back to where it's like, well, feelings are not facts. My feelings about something are not what's actually the thing. But that doesn't mean they're not relevant or they don't exist. They still hold weight um, to what my final ability to see will be, which I think is what the Altarians are talking about. Like, you can tell them the facts all day long, but you can't force feelings to change that way. Exactly. And and just because... You know, we don't 100% know how this arc, even at the end of the movie, we don't 100% know how it is. You can have facts all day long, Mm -hmm. but it still might color something. Right. There still might be, there still might be bias in the truth. Yep. Because again, it's, everything's going through this filter of us. Um, Like, even if it's, we are it's like how you can't hear the sound of your own voice yes the way everyone else hears it Uh (laughs) uh-huh um i think i also really find it interesting how some of the ancients are like go with the mentality of i would i would rather go on the run and potentially die to keep my 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 own morals and my own truths in place. Yeah. I don't I'm not going to win by fighting as they fight. It's, well, yeah, because you're fighting the way they fight exactly. and therefore you 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 didn't keep your own yeah, set of things. Yeah, I'm here for it. And then there are others who are just like, yeah, but they're going to kill us otherwise. Yeah. But the facts right now yeah. are very specific <laughs> to you, you yeah. Well, it's the idea of uh do you live on your knees or do you die on your feet? 100%. Um, where they're like, hey, I don't mind kneeling for like an hour. Yeah, if like a means... quick kneel if I can stand later on. Yeah. Like this is a means to, what if I'm just kneeling to duck under this thing? 100%. Right. It's dangerous. It's a slippery slope. It's so I get it. super but yeah. slippery. Yeah. And we have a title card, Arc boop, of Truth. Boop, boop. 
We find our team. They're digging through the ruins of Takara. Mm -hmm. And Daniel found something. Teal helps him carry it out. Vala is bored out of her ever-loving fucking mind. Uh, It's on brand. And is looking fabulous despite having been digging for days. Seriously, this woman, I I need her hair hair care regimen. Broken nails, not showered in days. I also cannot believe that her hair would still be down after days no, digging in that heat. Yeah, yeah. That is not thin hair. No, that is a a, a heavy carpet <laughs> of of thick. And and let me tell you that dark hair gets hot. Like my hair is not even that long, and I can't have it down yeah. in the heat. Yeah, it's a thing. So the bickering and the snark is. A plus gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, we had been missing this for a year when we finally saw this. Yeah, and we were due for some... And so they just give us a bunch of quality team, Daniel, Vala, Snark. Just the gang ganging out. Yeah. Yeah, just being, doing their things. It's fantastic. It's yeah. just it's just that comfy chair yeah. that you're getting all cozy in. Uh-huh. Daniel finally confirms that they're hoping, like what they're hoping the arc will do for us. Yeah. If this even is the arc, Daniel's hoping it's the arc. He's not super sure. Mm-hmm. And... That anyone who looks in... So the concept is anyone who looks into the Ark is going to believe that the Ori are not gods, as far as they know. Right. So maybe don't look into it for funsies, because we don't know if there's other truths that you will Yeah, we don't know if this is a monkey's paw. Yeah. Like... It sounds too good to be true, so let's be careful. And I like Vala, like, well, maybe we're supposed to know those other truths, too. And Daniel will go, like, just... Can We're we not? not ready. We're not ready, Vala. Um, I, I want to say I, I like um, I like how conveniently the arcs look like Rubbermaid bins <laughs> or or um, those disposable styrofoam Hush. coolers. Hush. <laughs> I'm going to make myself an arc. That's all I'm saying. I, want, I kind of really want to make my cooler into an arc. Yeah, I'm telling you. Okay. Even Teal'c is done with all of this shit in his quiet, reserved, refuses to complain way, but you yeah. can see. Also, Vala's never seen Raiders, so no. she doesn't know that Well, if you... we don't know she hasn't seen Raiders. Or she's not remembering it. Or but that. But let's be honest. I think Vala's less likely to watch it. I feel like Teal'c's watched it. Teal'c has. Like Vala might get bored. I don't know how you can get bored watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, I don't think she realizes how much fun it would be. I think if you could, maybe it's not bored. It's like she would, it would be like her plan B forever. Like, or I can watch Raiders or I can watch. And it's like her, it's like it's in her Netflix queue. Maybe. I just feel like she would, it's the opposite of that belongs in a museum. It's just that belongs in, in my, my pocket. pocket. Yeah. Yeah. She just seems more of a, um. I'd rather go do so, like shopping. I'd rather go actually steal things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, she's not seeing what can happen if you open an arc and you look into it. Because I have been watching a lot of Leverage. There's a there's there's a little bit of Parker and uh, and Bella. I can definitely see that. Yeah, I just want to steal it. <laughs> uh, also on Tilksend, imagining digging through the ruins of what was your people's capital. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to feel no good times. Like, these are... I am digging through the hopes and dreams of my people. I don't think 
people realize how old and tired of all of this shit <laughs> Teal'c must be. Teal'c's just done. It's just done with everything. Also, Teal'c's sitting there going, when are you people just going to make out and get done with it? Yeah, can we just fucking call this? Can I just get I you a room? I do feel like, you know, later when Tommen shows up, that'll be, that's fun for Teal'c. Oh, he's like, gosh. oh, I didn't see this coming. Oh, I'm I'm just, it's like a fun little, like, uh, huh. Twist in the plot. Yeah. So, by the way, Vala mentions the Alterans. I'm using, like, ancients interchangeably with Alterans. I get that not all Alterans are ancients, but it's um, our podcast. So, while Daniel and Vala start debating on how to open the sealed artifact, Teal'c tells them to uh, shut the fuck up. Because he hears something in the sky. Yeah. Um, I do, before we move on too far, at yeah. some point, Vala calls it a crusty old chest. Yes. I feel like that's a good insult. I'm going to start calling people <gasps> crusty old chest. Crusty old chest. <laughs> it's just a crusty old chest. Uh, and Cam confirms over the radio that they are, in fact, under fire. And we find um, we find Cam and Sam, uh, they are keeping watch and are now fighting off Ori soldiers. And it's very important that we before we get too far into there, we just give some love to Sam's hair. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so superficial. But my God, this woman like, is amazing. It is super superficial. I don't care. Yeah. She looks goddamn amazing. She Her hair is fucking fabulous. A beautiful woman. And I will say later... Uh, when they are getting on the Odyssey and leaving orbit, like just the shot of Amanda tapping with that grin, I'm like, I, I love I, you. I am yeah. stunned by your beauty into not being able to form words. It's one of those moments where you're like, why am I so sweaty? I, I know. I'm like, why, I feel why so are sweaty? my palms sweaty? Uh, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> she's so pretty. I, 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 I'm questioning things about my life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so quickly, the two of them fall back to the rest of the team, but not before a fantastic firefight. Oh, yeah. Like, end of an episode, full out fantastic Again, firefight. we're pulling out all the stops 100%. And with few other options and lots of Ori forces pushing in on them, now is a good time as any to try to open the arc. Yay. And Daniel starts trying to force that shit open with a hammer and chisel. <laughs> and that's when the Ori commander shows up. And it is um, none other than Toman, dun, 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 dun. who looks like he has seen some shit. He's now a paladin of the Ori, but also he looking good. He looking good. Not gonna lie. He's let's. He's a little battle worn. Yeah, it looks good on him. He wears it well. Yeah, he really does. But he's uh. Let's just say there's there's a few more. A few, a little more weight on his shoulders than that early Toman of yeah. <laughs> young Toman so, we met. <laughs> somehow it's like that, 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 um, what is it? What is it? What is the word I'm looking for? Don't know. Somehow it's like when you, that little bit of aging, that uh-huh. curing process that happens to humans yeah. as we get older. Yeah. Somehow it just looks really attractive on him. Yes. He's not bright and shiny anymore. No. And it almost works. He's just a, a he's a, he's he's an aged smoky bourbon. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's barrel aged. He's been left out to dry in the sun. <laughs> or I have He's not quite aged leather. Him. Yeah, barrel aged Tommen. I like my men barrel aged. I mean I do. <laughs> um pickled. 
So he calls out out to Vala and tells her to surrender and everyone here will be spared. Mm. Funny, Cam was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Toman tells them that their location is also being targeted by the Ori ships in space Mm -hmm. and they will just rain down death at any point if you don't surrender. I mean, yeah, seems like their style. Daniel's making no progress on the chest and Vala has an idea to maybe just try to... Get them to open it. Yeah, why don't you do the thing? (laughs) And yeah, everyone, for lack of other options, puts down their guns and Vala invites them into their little corner. I like that Vala seems a little shaken by seeing Tommen. Yeah. She's like fixing her hair. Oh, I like she's like, this is... We have a little catch-up party, but I oh, love Bala's yeah. like, I look like crap. Yeah, Because I may not have said it, but I'd be thinking it if I was her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not that she looks like crap in any way. It would be definitely, like, adjusting. Yeah. Adjusting. Whatever you can adjust. Like, try to push that hair back. Mm-hmm. Tuck shit in. Yeah. Uh, we also have a prior join the party. He's our main guy we've seen a few times before. Yes. He's like, what's this, uh, what's this artifact you found? <laughs> I like Cam's response. Cam's like, well, by your own logic, shouldn't you know exactly what it is? Why do I have to tell you anything? Don't you know everything in the whole world all the time? And in what retros- kind of psychic are you? In retrospect, it's a it's a nice little proof to Sam that the uh, possibly that the anti ori device is working. Yeah, that's or true. Or just you know reminder proof that the priors are a bunch of lying they're pieces not all of bullshit. Fucking knowing and they're a bunch of buttholes. <laughs> Daniel tells him. Inside is a secret to destroy the Ori, and I triple dog dare you to open it. A little reverse psychology there, like, you don't want to open little. this. Yeah. And in the end, he he orders the soldiers to open the chest. Mm-hmm. And in the end, Toman just shoots it. Because yeah, I mean, that's a solid works. solution. And inside is just scrolls that fall apart in Toman's hands. That sucks. You don't get to use them. Not... Yeah, the, I mean, you don't know what those scrolls... Those have been some ninth level scrolls. You don't know. Anything's there was a wish possible. spell in there. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. It's not what Daniel's expecting. Mm-hmm. So the prior gets to act a little smug. Just a little. Mm-hmm. And orders SG-1's death. Yikes. Toman points out that he did promise that they wouldn't be killed. And the prior's like, well, the word of the Ori means more than your word, so don't care. Again, paladin. I gave my word. Yeah. Lawful good paladin. Yeah. Um, the problem is he just is at the wrong level of good. Well, we also find out that Toman is still questioning things. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he is not a blind follower. He's not lawful prior. Not no. lawful good to Ori only. He's just lawful good to life in general. So he's like, wait a minute. Something I think that's on. more neutral good. Is that what it is? I'm thinking, I think Toman's more neutral good. That's fair. Yeah. And this is a turning point for Toman here. Mm-hmm. On one side, he's being ordered by the voice of his god to kill SG-1 and his wife, question mark. We'll get to that later. Yikes. And his own belief as to what is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And so the prior's just yelling at him, um, almost because he can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. And eventually Toman lowers his weapon. Yep. So the prior then goes to try to take Toman's weapon and Cam takes a moment to knock the knight next to him, Boom. grab his staff, and shoot and kill the prior. He blinded him with science. 
Blinded him science. <laughs> and they're able to keep the peace so a larger firefight doesn't break out. Yep. But also you can tell that there's a serious reality check for Toman and the Ori soldiers seeing their prior dead and smoking. Yeah. Yeah. All Boy, things now what? Yeah. That little anti prior device that they had stashed away. Because they're no dummies. No. You got you gotta come, you know, with insect repellent if you're going camping. Yeah. You gotta come with prior repellent if you're going a prior in. Going a prior in. <laughs> Back at the SGC, good old Cheyenne Mountain. Yay. Cam and Landry walk and talk through the control room, mm-hmm. up to the briefing room and into Landry's office. Yep. Toman is giving intel. Mm-hmm. Not too much. Like, he just didn't have that much. It's not yeah, for lack yeah. of him wanting to. Sure. Uh, but at least there is an attack on Earth being planned. And right yeah. now he's mostly dealing with the existential crisis of realizing he's devoted his life to false gods. Yeah, everything I've ever believed is bullshit. So yeah. thanks a lot. This is great timing. That's fantastic. This feels good. That's great. <laughs> uh, and that we get introduced to James Merrick. Ew, I don't like it. <laughs> so disgusting. Not a fan. No, he's super not fun. Uh, you know from the moment you meet him that he's a villain of the movie. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan at all. Super not not here for it. IOA oversight. We are programmed to dislike this guy. And we get this guy because Wolsey's time is being taken up on Atlantis. Uh-huh. And that Merrick is just excited to be here. Mostly he thinks he's just going to be spending his time staying out of people's way. Does oh. anyone believe... Any of that. Yeah, or his, like, fingers crossed behind his back while he says this, because it really, he doesn't, he's not, you know, for someone who's worked in the type of work that he's done, yeah, he's not very convincing. He has the fake happy, like, like, fake cheer happy that mm-hmm. you, you doesn't take a very high insight role to know he's full of bullshit. Yeah, this isn't right, yeah. But he's also going to be interviewing the prisoner personally. I believe you refer to him as Toman, no last name. Cam's confused because, you know, Toman's a guest. Yeah. Bro, haven't you heard of, like, the history of how we treat people that are willing to join us? Uh, I'm going to introduce you to <laughs> This is not our prisoner. This is our friend. Um, You're I, gross. Um, I don't be Vala. That's a longer, more complicated story, but it still worked out to prove our yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Merrick's mistake as the enemy commander hellbent on global annihilation be given comfortable quarters and Cam's like, first, fuck you. Uh-huh. Second, yes, the guy who had a change of heart and is now helping us and surrendered to us. The yes. guy who, like, risked all everything he's ever yeah. known to help us. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Either way, Merrick is still going to talk to him, and you get the feeling that it will not be pleasant. Mm-hmm. And as Merrick leaves, we find out he is former CIA black ops, and Landry has no doubt the IOA chose him very carefully for his position. I'm sure. In Toman's room, his very nice VIP quarters, mm-hmm. uh, he's coming to grips to, with the fact that the Ori might be dead and yeah. gone. We don't know for sure. That's the hope. And also their hopes to save oh so much bloodshed with the Ark. Yeah. And what they're hoping to do with the Ark. And just so we know, Ark of Truth is a rough translation from Armeria Veramus. Oh. You're welcome for that butchering. 
And Toman, I love this. Toman's like, yeah, your plan sounds sketch as shit. Yeah, this, I don't know that you're doing it right. Which Daniel fully agrees with. Uh-huh. You know, the ancients knew the moral issues with it, but we're here now and don't have a ton of other options. Yeah, this is all we got. Yeah. Because, like... My notes are wrong. Otherwise, the Ori are just winners and get the whole galaxy. Yeah. Basically, we have to believe that this can work because what the fuck else do we have? Well, also, it's it's just the thing of, like, yeah, we know how, like, morally sus it is. Yeah. But, like... It's cake or death. Yeah. What's the other option? What is the other option? Cake, yeah. cake or death. Is this when they're talking in the room with the fancy art piece or is this Yes, before? this is the okay. fancy art piece. Yeah. That's all. I just wanted to mention that. I got it's lost in my big old notes. modern art piece. Mm-hmm. So the big question is, is where is the Ark? Because obviously the thing they found in Takara, not the Ark. Yeah. And we have a sudden, we, we see... A vision that Daniel's apparently had several times mm-hmm. with Merlin standing in front of an open, like an opening arc and a yeah. mountain exploding and all sorts of stuff. And then they have to explain Merlin yeah. to, to Toman. Well, see, there's ancient lore on our world. <laughs> God, how far back do you take it? My yeah. favorite is his line of like, you people think I'm crazy for believing in the Ori. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is a pretty simple line of belief here. Yours is uh got a couple of layers. That's a little convoluted, there, dude. Yeah, uh, it's not. And I like Vala's like, no, you're not crazy for believing the aura. You're just wrong. I love that. I feel like I've said that before. You're not crazy. Uh, there is a sign in our house that said, wrong. "If I agreed with you, we'd both be wrong." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, listen. I'm, I, I'm not meaning to be not meaning to like kill your buzz or anything. Just you're wrong. You just just not right. You can continue to believe it all you want. Yeah, but, but you're wrong. I'm not coming with you. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me to remember something from the Book of Origin. Ordis Malum is the birthplace of evil, and speaks of a mountain that erupts and buries the place where all evil once sprang forth. Cool. And I mean, Daniel did mention an exploding mountain in his vision. They're heading to Avernus. They're heading to Avernus. Yes. We're doing it. And we get a scene from the past again. The ancients are on their way out. Mm -hmm. And our main guy is lagging behind. He still wants to use the Ark, but that time has passed. Mm -hmm. And another lady is like, everything's going to be destroyed. Yeah. And he does set the code for the Ark and just leaves his shit there. Yep. But before he leaves, he does take one single thing with him. He yeah. comes back for his notebook, which is clearly left open to the most amazing idea he had last night. Dun, 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 dun. Definitely a Stargate. I was going to say, did I read that scene right? Definitely okay, a Stargate. Amelius, the creator of the gate. Yep, the gate network. Nice. And as the ship launches from the top of the mountain, the debris from the launch destroys the whole top of the mountain. It's not great. And the village... And then they fly away. It was, it's not, yeah, it's not good times. Hopefully no one's left in that village. Yeah. But again, we don't know what happened to the nope. people living underground below. No. Where are the aura, the the, the uh, ancient Morlocks? The ancient Morlocks. That's, that's a cool bad name. Ancient, ancient Morlocks. Morlocks. In the briefing room, Sam is explaining a new plan to the rest of the team, minus Daniel and Yavala, about the idea she came up with to destroy the Supergate. 
Since they can't keep it open from the Pegasus Galaxy anymore, mm -hmm. the plan is to basically mine it with Mark IX nuclear devices that will be triggered when there's an inbound worming hole using the energy from the wormhole to make a really big boom. Yeah. Sam, you know, listen, McKay destroyed a solar system. Sam just wants to destroy a solar system, too. She's Yeah, I mean, they, they've got a healthy competition going. Yeah. It's like, oh, I heard that they did this on the other side of, uh, of uh, on the other galaxy. Yep. It's like, oh, really? Watch this. Guess what I'm going to do. But before they can do that, Daniel runs in and tells them not to blow the super gate up. They're going to need it because the Ark is in the Ori galaxy. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold for a second. Um, Hold, please. Yeah. Look, I know that you want to blow things up. But yeah. can I first do some investigative checks before you just... Blow shit up. Why are you looking at Sam? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Sam, but the problem is that Sam will be doing the investigating and the blowing up of yeah, shit. Yeah, I already looked. And it's like, but wait, some of us have skills in other things. Nope, I did all the best. There's, there's uh, really, I don't think Sam, my Sam, Gnome Sam, believes that there is any investigation beyond, like, the, the technology yeah. artificer investigation. Yeah. She doesn't. She's like, well, if I didn't find anything, no one's gonna find. No one's gonna find anything. Wild. Yeah, she's a little. She's a little uh, blinded by that. I like that in a very McKay way. That is very McKay of her. Yeah. Absolutely McKay. So now we find ourselves with Merrick, who is taking his sweet ass time setting up his interrogation of Toman, and the way he takes his time makes you want to punch him in the face. He has zero charisma points. None. How he's made it this far without being killed. Especially know. like in, I, I don't know the world of CIA black ops, but I feel like you mess with the wrong guy and you get on his nerves in situations that sketchy. Yeah. They're just going to kill you. They're just going to kill you. It's like, this guy's annoying. Kill oh. him. Yeah. So Tom Toman truly wants to answer him in ways that are going to be helpful. Mm -hmm. um, but Merrick doesn't give any shits about information that may be helpful. He quickly just gets to the how many innocent human beings would you say you've slaughtered? Yeah. You're so gross. I'm like... Look, I get, I get that, but that's not going to be helpful. He clearly didn't have a grandma like Cam, so no. would have told him things like, you catch more flies with sugar than vinegar, or whatever the saying is. Toman just stares at him as Mary keeps verbally poking him, and oh. Toman's like, what the fuck do you want from me? Yeah, you're, you've lost, yeah. I've told, just... told the others everything I know, like... You have to treat people like, um, like, like, chemist, like, chemical reactions. Yeah. If you... Throw enough of the wrong thing on there, it's going to explode. become inert. Or that too. Yeah. But my thought was like, it's just going to go inert. Can't it's get anything from down. it. Yep. Merrick just continues with his clearly not helping or constructive interrogation techniques. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to call it questioning. It's just, he's just talking. Yeah. He's just like he's puffing just up his feathers. He's queen. Yeah. Yeah. Teal is watching from the observation room as Ken comes in. Follow left because she couldn't watch because it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and apparently there is a plan that's being formed with the team and Toman wants to go with him. And he wants, he's like, look, I can help you contact the anti-Ori underground. The Alliance. And to help find Ortis Mellum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I mean he's going to have the insider information. Yeah. And this whole plan is relying on the fact that the Ori are actually dead or this is going to be... A real fucking short mission. This is gonna suck. Yeah. Indeed. Cam then meets up with in Landry's office, mm -hmm. where Daniel and Merrick already are. The mission's been approved. Well, like, IOA officially approved, which apparently we need, not that we care. 
Yeah, okay, thanks. I feel like they would have gone anyway. <laughs> no, they would have. What are you going to do? Go get them? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay, uh, sorry. When they come back, we'll tell them they shouldn't have done it. I mean, we're either going to be dead or have saved Earth, so. Yeah, yeah. Good <laughs> have luck. Have fun. Yeah. Cam apparently is temporary command of the Odyssey, which oh, yeah. Cam is hoping that means he doesn't have to sit in the chair. But yes, yes, it does. I mean, you don't have to sit in the chair. <laughs> you just have to be like hover chair over the chair. Some, yeah. Chair I adjacent. Keep, I really wanted him to Riker that chair. He did. He did Kirk it pretty well, though. He did, did a good Kirk. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Um, And Landry hates to include the fact that Mr. Merrick will be going on the mission yeah. as well. By Merrick's the way, excited. He's the only one. Yeah. Gross. It's like it's like they're like, by the way, take your brother with you. And you're yeah. like, no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> After he leaves, Cam does ask if he can just confine Merrick to quarters, uh, which Landry's like, you know, that's your call. Um, you're the boss. Perks of commands. Yeah. <laughs> Sometime later, the Odyssey leaves orbit. And in a beautiful callback moment, this is what we're talking about. As Cam comes onto the bridge, he does a fantastic Kirk into the chair and calls out weapons to maximum in an almost exact replication of the Trek moments from episode 200. Nice. Yes. I love it. It's perfect. Also, I love just the concept of the captain of the ship going, make it go. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of make it so. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a nice little wink. Nice little wink and a well, heavy. It's it's a nice wink, but it's also just re- make it go. Yeah, I think of uh, <laughs> Avatar, uh, not Avatar. It's actually in um, Korra, uh-huh. the Legend of Korra. The guy who's like, do the thing, do the Julie, thing, do the thing, do the thing. <laughs> While they're traveling, we come to Grace's favorite scene. Yeah. So there's a scene along the way with Toman and Teal'c. In over some food. Mm-hmm. Merrick is there too with eyes on Toma. We don't give a shit about him. Yeah. Teal comes in and sits across the table from Toman, who is just staring out the window with a cup of something warm. Mm-hmm. And Teal starts in with some hardcore Jedi wisdom. Oh, yeah. That's nothing Teal has done since turning against the Gould has made up for all the shit that Teal did in their name. Yeah. And he's like, you know what you did was wrong. There was a voice in your head that was screaming at you. Yep. But that's just how things were done. Nothing was going to change. Yep. You were stuck. Doesn't mean what you did was right, but you were stuck. Mm -hmm. You saw no way out. And you told yourself that your victims deserved it. Yeah. And you numbed yourself and you shut down. And Toman's like, you always have a choice. He looks like, yeah. Yeah, there's a choice. Yep. Yeah. Toman said he ignored it. And Teal'c goes, but you're here now. Yep. You're sitting on this ship. You didn't continue to ignore it. The fact that you're here even thinking about yeah. it means that you, you're, you're, you're not there anymore. And Toman says he can't imagine a day where he ever forgive himself. <laughs> and Teal'c's like, that's because you're not. You won't. Yeah, the day will never come that you forgive yourself for what you've done. Others are going to tell you they forgive you. Mm -hmm. That's for themselves. Yeah, that's for, yeah. 
And it really is. It's for them to um, be able to see you in a light that they can trust, that they can be someone with. And, and, yeah. and they will see you in a way that they know that mm-hmm. you've changed or that they've seen that you're capable of. But they don't know what you did. No. They, they don't need to. It's a, it's obviously not the same style, but it, to me it feels like, well, funerals aren't for the person who died. Mm-hmm. Funerals are for... The living. The living. Yeah. You know, SG-1 forgiving me was for themselves, for their own reasons. That doesn't... I'm never going to forgive myself. You're never going to forgive yourself. You hurt people and you can't undo that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something. It's, it's, it's quite a scene. Uh, It's like this intimidating charm for lack of a better way to put it, where he's like, we're going to look in this mirror Mm -hmm. and this mirror is going to suck. Yeah. And we're just going to keep looking in this mirror. Yep. And that's going to keep making us do good. Yes. And it's not a self-torture either. It's not it's a self-torture. It's not self-torture. about pity or self-torture. It's just about this is the truth. Yeah. We see the truth. The arc doesn't need to be here for us to see our truth. Exactly. We just move through and we find our way through it every day. And he says your life doesn't have to end because that which is right and just and true can prevail. Yeah. And you now have to fight for what you believe in. Mm-hmm. And you're not fighting for yourself. Yeah. Because, like, that's not going to do you any good. No, you're not. You're beyond that. Yeah. Because, because again, like he said, you're not going to forgive yourself. You've no. done all of what you've done. You're What you're hoping is to make things better, period. You're making things better for other people. You're fighting yeah. for other people so that other people can save, be saved. Yeah. You can save yourself. Yeah. You can save others. Yeah. And the whole scene is just, it's just the chef's kiss. And you remember in this last episode, in our little tangent thing, we were discussing character arcs. Yep. And like, here's Teal'c's. Yeah. Just in case you thought that Teal'c had forgotten where he came from. No, no. He remembers every day. And remember, Teal'c has an extra 50 years on him. Yeah. This is... So it's like, I'm sure the Teal'c in the second to last episode of SG-1 before Unending thought very much the same. But it's the fact that this nerve is still just as raw after 50 years of how much meditating did he do on that ship? Oh, I think this is him coming... I think those 50 years kind of helped that Help the words that just came out of his mouth yeah. become what they are. I think Whereas he helped, it might have just been feeling before. That's what I mean. Like, I think he helped be able to word it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think it's it's not about torture Mm-mm. either. And and it, there's something, there's this balance here. I'd love to hear from people who've been in situations like this in real life. You know, um, our world is, a without getting political, our world is a, war, a world full of war and and people following things that they later find aren't what they wanted to be yeah. part of or people like um who existed in like cults or things like yeah. that just to see what happens on the other side i'd love to f- understand like a point of view from someone like that mm-hmm. because to me this sounds 
incredible. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, you just kind of keep moving, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is a beautiful scene and it is, it's a beautiful full circle moment that we have Toman here. Yeah. At the start of the exact same journey that Teal'c started. Yeah. In the pilot episode. And the cool thing is, somehow Teal'c's conversation with Tommen doesn't come across like, I know everything you are, everything you've been through. He's just like, let me share with you the feelings that I've felt and what I've been in. Yeah, it's not patronizing. It's not the, oh, I I know what you're thinking. It's like... Or like Merrick earlier to Cam... I've done this job before. Yeah, it's nothing. It it really is just let me share with you this experience that I've lived. Let me uh, drop a truth bomb and then I'm going to leave the room. Yeah, okay, bye. Yeah. I'm just going to let you sit in this shit for a bit. Let's get it. Let you wallow in this truth for a while. Let's get uncomfortable. Let's get down to business. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the Odyssey arrives at the super gate. Yes. Comes out of hyperspace. Speaking of getting down to business. Oh my gosh, everything's ready to go. They dial up the super gate and we get probably like the best event horizon moment since the original movie. I don't know. Yeah. The well, first the biggest kawoosh that has ever kawoosh. Biggest kawoosh. But it's another the, they have that great callback moment that I think they've only done on the show maybe once or so and it's a callback to the movie where that moment as the wormhole comes close and you see yeah. the streams come out and it's everyone dematerializing that's yeah. so good. It is very very cool. I do love that. I do love that they take the time to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe they just wanted to fill a couple minutes, but I don't care. It looks very cool. I don't necessarily think it's trying to fill a couple minutes. Knowing the people who crafted this movie, this to me is like, hey, hey. We remember where we came from. Exactly. <laughs> do you see this giant wink I'm giving you, audience? Yeah. I do wish we had something for scale with that kaboosh though. I know. Because holy it's so cow. Big. How big is that kaboosh? Like so big. Is that kaboosh the size of like our planet? Is um, that kaboosh the size of like Pluto? I don't think it's the size of even the moon. Okay. Um just because like if you look at the size of the Ori ships, the Ori that's ships true. just barely fit through it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think of that. Um it's still gigantic. But it's still, I mean like if you had a banana for scale, you would lose that. You banana. would lose the banana. Yeah. Anyway. Definitely would lose the banana. <laughs> um, and it, if I remember correctly, in the episode, there was an episode, I thought, I could be wrong, guys. I think each one of those panels that makes it up is sort of like the size of a jumper. Oh, that makes sense. I think, I'm remembering in the episode that, like, Vala, we thought Vala died. She, like, popped yeah, yeah, her yeah. ship. In between. And it wasn't a jumper. It was it was a, it was a cargo ship. But yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, still, very fucking cool. Yeah. In a D&D tavern, uh, yes. Daniel does see Merlin in the corner for a hot second. Uh-huh. I mean, that's normal. Totally fine. That's it's Merlin in the corner. Great. That's Merlin in the spotlight. Luzin <laughs> has art. Well, actually, Luzin is religion. Kind of fits, on, too. Yeah, pretty on board. I was singing Ark, and then I said I should have sung the original line, and that's how my no, brain works. it's good. We're here now. Vala's dress is very boob forward. I would wear it. Uh, yep. Yeah. I'm Listen, a big fan. We're about to have to do some like 
charisma checks. Yeah. Let's 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 uh give ourselves advantage on those checks. Hundred percent. However we can. Use what you got. Yeah. You know. Um uh Dr. Janet would be proud of us. Hundred percent. Lean into it. <laughs> yep. So we're talking to Hurtis, who uh, Vala introduces to, who, sorry, who um, Toman introduces to us, introduces Daniel and his wife, Vala. Vala has a moment. Like, I love it, we'll, though. We'll discuss that later. But it's almost a little bit warm and fuzzy. I know. Yeah. But it's also just like, you know, I didn't, I haven't, I, 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 I have the hots for someone else. I, uh, yeah. I, I thought our marriage was annulled. Um, due yeah. to weird cult. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> we need to discuss this further. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, listen, I'm down for having two husbands. I just don't know how modern you are. I mean, I've heard of hoes in different area codes. What about galaxies? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I am down for an open relationship. Yeah. We just need to discuss boundaries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you good with this? Um... So apparently there's a rumor that the fires of Celestis have gone out and Uh naturally the priors are using this and saying the Oriar are pissed and they have a crusade. They have to crusade harder because they're trying to to hang on to whatever they can. I mean, listen, not that the priors were like the bastions of truth anyway, (laughs) but it's, it makes sense. It's like you do whatever you need to to like keep. It's all marketing. It is all about marketing. Do not pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. So Hurtis starts to gently fish to see what these new people believe. Mm-hmm. Because he's part of the anti-Ori underground. The way you stay alive is to not openly admit that you don't oh, believe yeah. in the Ori. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to poke a little and see if Daniel and Vala believe as he it's does. It's a little bit the cantina scene, right? Yeah. It's a little bit like, oh, I was, gonna, I was doing the one thing. What's happening? What are you doing? Yeah. So uh, how about that book of origin? Yeah. How about it? Yeah? What do you think? Do you like it? Um, Yikes. They 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 do have a very easy way of proving what they believe, though. Yeah. And um, listen, it most definitely involves beaming him up to space, which is a trick we've seen done many times. It's very effective. Yeah. Yeah. It's a quick way to, like, not have to, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah. A beam into space <laughs> is, worth, is a worth a tone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's at least worth the book of origin. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, he's like, yeah, good enough. Okay, cool. so the village is in a mountain yeah. from the opening credits of yeah. this movie. Yep. Yeah. And it's near, it's near Celestis on another planet. It's really interesting to think that, like, Celestis being that their heaven yeah. and hell are basically in the same planet. Well, as they actually make the, the analogy of the Vatican. Yeah. Yeah. That means that hell is somewhere near the Vatican. Or the portal to it. I can, I'm vouch for that. It's Rome. There is shit buried underneath Rome. Oh, that's a story I want to write now. I guarantee you there's all sorts of super interesting, like, weird shit buried in that area. I mean, I've been in those catacombs. They're weird. Yeah. They're definitely weird. 100%. Okay, cool. So, let's go find some truth and... Let's all go to the Vatican. Let's all go to the Vatican. Let's all go to the Vatican and find ourselves a hellhole. (laughs) 
Did I tell you about the time that we cut in line at the Vatican? Yes. And so we're convinced we're going to hell yeah. because we cut in line at the Vatican? Okay. That's I, I mean, I, uh, yes. Okay. In a hand. I'm a fan. Yep. So the hope is is that the fires at Celestis are out. Then Merlin's device did indeed work and the Ori are dead. They just now have to deal with the overly zealous priors. Mm-hmm. Um, Hurstus tells them that um, that the ruins of Ortis Malum have been searched by both sides. And his people keep looking for the artifacts to hope that there is something there that will prove the truth about their past and that the Book of Origin is a big old nothing burger, mm-hmm. but no one's found anything so far. Yeah. Which Daniel hopes means the Ark is still there and hasn't been snatched and put in a museum. Yeah. Or destroyed. Yeah. Or destroyed. Hopefully the and fact then... that we don't know about it means no one's found it. Yeah. So Merrick is waiting for Sam and Cam in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Wanting to know why he hasn't been kept up to date on everything. Big whining man. He sees Hurstus as just new intel on uh-huh. the RI. And Cam, Cam could have sworn he like pressed the button and told him, but that that button's sticky. He's got, you know, he's getting really good at those like jack level snarks. I know. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you turn it off and then you, but you yeah. think it's on, so you on offed it. And then you're just talking to yourself, and Sam is just enjoying. Yeah. This. She's just trying her hardest not to giggle. And Merrick is just sort of, he tries to act like he has some authority in this moment <laughs> about this new intel that there might be that Ori ships heading towards our galaxy's way and Cam just brushes past him towards yep. the bridge. Yep. Once there, Merrick tells him he had very clear instructions and he is not going to sacrifice you know, this mission, Earth or the galaxy on some fool's quest. Mm. Cam has had enough. Cam yeah. just yells and he's like, then fucking replace me, dude. Yeah. You have the authority. Go Every- on. Everyone on the bridge is now watching this. Dude, replace me or shut the fuck up. Sam has a smirk on her face. Yeah. Merrick backs down and yeah. leaves the bridge. You, you literally have no legs to stand on. None. No, you're not even on solid ground here. You are in space. Yeah. Um, I love he goes to Sam and is just, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want the chair? She's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> but she has his back. Yep. What well, Sam would do. 100%. And the Odyssey heads towards Celestis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the Odyssey cloaks, because remember, we can cloak the Odyssey. Yes. And we see the mountain that nature has reclaimed. Uh-huh. SG-1 and Toman beam down. Um, no clue where to start, but they start somewhere. At the beginning. Fan out. Sorry. Meanwhile on the ship, Merrick starts Stupid. sneaking around. Uh-huh. That's always a good sign. Here's my wonder. Was he supposed to have the secret access card? Or did he somehow get a secret access Was he... I think he was secretly given an access I mean. card. Absolutely not was he supposed to have this. That's what I'm thinking. Because, again, Cam's in charge of this ship. Yeah. And Landry's like, you can do whatever you, you want. Whatever you which want. means Cam did not offer him a no. secret access card. No. Yeah. But he turned to his friends at other places That's to get IOA. himself in. Yeah. So he makes his way to the Asgard computer core and replaces a crystal there with a new one that has like a little computer chips things yep. on it. Mm-hmm. Super great idea. On the planet, 
Toman is distracted by a beautiful overlook and mm-hmm. like, damn, it's gorgeous. I'd be distracted too. Yeah. Uh, Vala joins him and he's just thinking about what this place really was. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, uh, I appreciate Vala's delicate handling of this relationship. Like yeah. she's here for this person and they have this history, but she's not pretending to be something more. You know, it's very clear she obviously cares for Toman. Oh, yeah. It's like, but it was, but in the way of like, we accidentally got married. Yeah. But I'm trying to make the best of it. It's a, it's an old relationship that didn't end in hatred. No. Yeah. Yeah. It ended in... It just people went different ways. Quest, it, it Questionable religions. You know, one or both parties didn't know if it ended or not. I had a boyfriend that uh, I learned that after we were not boyfriend and girlfriend, he got really into the rave scene. And I was like, we're not, we're not in the we're, same world anymore. Exactly. <laughs> this is very weird. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things where like the relationship ended via a questionable text and so and yeah. then like suddenly neither one could contact each other so yeah. like neither one actually knew if that really was a breakup just, or not. It, we're just here now far away from each other yeah Cam and Sam are searching mm-hmm. well Mark's radio's down that someone has turned on the Asgard core and hey. you don't have to ask twice about who it was hmm. <laughs> Even though Marks does confirm it was Merrick. Yeah. He's now sealed himself in the room. I'm not going to say who it was, but their names start with Merrick. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, know what sucks is if you try to combine Cam and Sam's name, you still get Cam. Yeah. Or Sam. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, you could go like... like Scam. Well, I was like... <laughs> you could go like Samrin. Oh, that's funny. I like that. Or Kamantha. I like Kamantha. <laughs> Sounds dumb. Kamantha. Kamantha sounds like something you say, like the magic word to like um to like like, like, Kamantha. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or like or like Well that's my AKA. Abra Kamantha. It's like you know like in DuckTales, Gizmo (laughs) Duck has to say blathering blathers guy to get his suit on. Abracamantha, and then you get like your magical powers. That's um, that's what you actually have to say to dial the gate from the future on. Abracamantha, just the super gate though. I'm so glad we had this moment. Oh <laughs> my gosh, Kamantha. So they they turn and let the team rest of the team know that they're gonna head back to deal with the Merrick situation. Yes, and all that turns out to be ah uh, yes the Merrickness um, of it all. <laughs> and I uh, proof we're in a movie mm-hmm. it's this beautiful shot and if this was a series you would hear a beam up sound coming from off screen or just have them in the foreground beaming up but this is a movie so we have the focus on um on Daniel and Teal'c and just have Sam and Cam beam up in the background oh yeah out of focus super cool times I love it yep. so much Back at the SGC, um, in a scene that will not come into play again in this week's podcast, uh-huh. uh, SG3 and Reynolds reports in that apparently they found a prior. He just, like, came and showed up. Yeah. 
That's and great. He wants he's a message he wants to deliver to in person. We didn't have enough storylines to follow in nope. this movie. Let's just add another one in. To the leaders of Earth that is key to the human survival uh-huh. on Earth. Yeah. And he knows we can neutralize his powers. I guess he's okay with that, but he's very adamant on coming to Earth to deliver it. Yeah. So Landry just tell them to give him an hour so they can make preparations and I can only imagine what the IOA has to say about yeah, that. Yeah, yikes. Not that I care, but I can only imagine what the IOA has to say about that. Mm-hmm. Cam and Sam make it to the Asgard core door. Mm-hmm. Sam immediately starts working on bypassing the security. America is acting like a dumb bitch. He is. Cam calls out and it's like, um, open the fuck up. Yeah. Open the pod bay doors. Um, I assume you're doing this because you know it will attract Ori ships and you're trying to force my hand to take action. Yeah. Sam finally gets the door open as they come in. Merrick immediately backs off, hands up. Sam tries to shut down the core and can't because it's making something. Oh, boy. If the 3D printer's going. Yeah. (laughs) You can't stop the 3D printer once it starts. So Merrick tells him that it's almost done. You're going to see what it is in a second. You're going to be totally surprised, guys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You see, this is the job he was sent to do. Mm-hmm. Stop the Ori invasion at all costs. To Cam, this is limiting him to two options. Uh-huh. They either get surrounded by Ori ships. I mean, they're going to get surrounded by Ori ships yeah. here soon. So they can either shut down the core and try to outrun them or stay and fight and lose. Yep. He's like, no, you have other options. You're just not considering them. Damn it. Merrick. Merrick. Yeah. And that's when the core finishes cooking whatever recipe Merrick put in there. Mm -hmm. And they're in a little pillar. Yay. Materializes (laughs) a replicator. It's Mr. Pinchy. Like, who would have guessed when this film started we'd also get replicators? We already dealt with this enemy. Why is it back? Sam and Cam certainly didn't anticipate it. No, no. It's like, we didn't need to add more. We had plenty to deal with. We have the whole Ori. Um, Well, again, Ori are dead. We have all the priors. Yeah. This is the super not great times, dude. This is, and I, uh, this idea of, like, releasing replicators is that old tale of, like, oh, you have rats, and then you get a cat, and then you yeah. get a cat to deal with, the, and then you get 100%. a dog to deal with. The, this has never worked no. in the history of the world. Never. <laughs> but now you got Pinchy over here waving at us. It is a little bit cute. I will say the replicators like pinching his little pinchers. Individually, they're adorable. Oh, yeah. Like, imagine if we could breed out the awfulness. I'm sure that's going to go so well. I want a robot bug pet. If I had a robot bug pet. If I had a million dollars. (laughs) If I had a million dollars. I'd make you a robot bug. Yes. Make you a robot bug. (laughs) Okay. And scene. Uh, Yeah, that, with that beautiful cliffhanger. Yep. Is where we are going to... Cut this movie in half. Cool. This is good. It's great. This feels so great. It feels so warm and fuzzy. This is exactly safe. 
It's and comfortable. Like the smartest of plans. Everyone's fine. Nothing's gonna go wrong. Things are perfectly on track. This is fail proof. This is gonna go swimmingly. It's gonna go so well, guys. Um, cool. Next week we'll do part two and see what happens with our bug friends. Among other things. With our bug friends, with our prior friends, with the Ark of Truth friends. I'm loving this. Uh, I'm loving that we're addressing the Ori. Yeah. Because we didn't really get to. No, and I think they they were very conscious of the fact. I, I really like that they're like, look, if you're not going to give us another season, you have to at least let us to wrap up this storyline in the way yeah. you need to. Because we can't just wrap it up at the tail end of this season. Yep. Yeah, there's no way to do it. And so I like that they didn't even try. Yeah. They this didn't is... try to condense this down into just a finale. Yeah. This is, let's see how it ends. But for now, Mincha Pinchy is here to wave us goodbye. Yep. Until next week. Um, okay. Uh, I would ask that much longer to It's one of those is. where I was like, I'd ask you what you think is going to end, but you've seen the second half of this movie. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Without knowing the end, yeah, my guess would have been that the aura that the replicators will eat the rest of the priors. Somehow they'll end up oh, okay. with, with with replicators on Celestia, and they would eat up like Langoliers. Oh and yeah, just eat the whole planet. They are essentially Langoliers, and then we'd be dealing with the replicators. They're robot. We'd be dealing with ori oriplicators. Or applicate. Oh, yeah. Or applicators. Wowza. Maybe uh, that's the other AKA. Abracamantha. Abracamantha. Or applicators. <laughs> and see. And with that, you can find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Terra, where I think we actually have streaming episodes, Woo! video style, back up and running again. We're doing it. Um, we'll see you next week with the end, with the conclusion, and then soon some adventures because I'm, I'm hurting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>